Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And all week, um, we've been talking about Britney. And this is going to be no different. And just so you all know, um, because I'm sure you're wondering why I'm constantly either um, leading off with Britney talk or ending with Britney talk... It's because y'all are listening. <laughs> um, the Britney Deep Dive is currently um, the number one rated episode of the week. And um, going for the all-time record. So thank you for that. Uh, um, I never realized that everyone loved Britney as much as I do. Um, which brings us to the good news. Uh, Britney has checked out of the mental health um, hospital that she had been in. Um, there's no word quite yet on, you know, if they got their, if they got the medicines right or um, what the story on that is. But um, you know, we, we've seen her, we saw her in the Instagram video uh, that we talked about earlier this week. And she seemed like she was in really good spirits, um, maybe a little stressed out because um, of the Free Britney movement. Uh, but even then, I think it, that was more, not necessarily due to um, her, I don't think she was actually upset by the Free Britney movement. I think she probably just was confused by it. Um, because for her, all she did was check herself in to get help. And it turned into something else because of how everything was handled. Um, maybe she needs a new PR team or maybe, uh, people just were looking for a reason to rally around somebody. And, you know, and that's the whole thing. Like with Brittany... She's very easy to rally around. Um, we saw this in 2007 when she shaved her head. And, um, and the first time she ended up going into the mental hospital. People may deride her and make fun of her. But at the end of the day, they love her. Um, and I think that's a really important distinction because, um, you know, it, it's so easy for um, people to make assumptions or say negative things. Um, you know, and like, look at Jesse Smollett. People try to rally around him and it just didn't work. Now, people will say, oh, it's because he's black and gay. Um, or some, some segments of the population might say, oh, it's because he perpetrated a hoax of a hate crime on himself. But I, and I'm not saying that the black and gay thing is wrong. Um, but I think it's more along the lines of personality. Um... Jesse 
especially in the interview right afterwards, came across as someone who was very smug. Um, and, and this is coming from one of his fans. So I can only imagine what people who don't like him say. Um, you know, but with Britney, she always comes across as very sweet, very proper, very loving. And, you know, it's, it, it's very easy to root for her because of that. Now, um, she left the, the mental hospital, well, the, the, I can speak, I swear. <laughs> she, she left the mental hospital um, with her boyfriend. And for some reason, maybe it's a star thing, I don't know. But all of her stuff was taken in a separate SUV. Again, that's, I think that's a little weird. I'm sure there's going to be some conspiracies about why that happened. Um, but the gist of the happiness should be, or the gist of the story should be happiness and that Brittany is, is free. She is out of the mental hospital. And now we wait to see what happens next. And speaking of that, I'm going to go and be right back. And I'm back. So the breakup that we've kind of been expecting to happen has finally happened. Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale have broken up. Uh, the official reasoning um, that is being given is Kate Beckinsale just didn't know how to handle the attention that she was getting from her relationship with him. Uh, And that it was a very odd situation for her. In fact, um, an insider said, even though Kate has been in Hollywood for a long time, she struggled with the attention on her relationship with Pete. He lives his life with his heart on his sleeve. Um, but as we all know, as we learn from, um, the blind item from him a few weeks back, Pete Davidson is a star fucker, meaning he will jump from celebrity, celebrity relationship to celebrity relationship in order to keep furthering his career. And, um, with, with that being said, um, uh, what he, basically what he is accused of doing in the blind, if you don't remember, is getting Kate Beckinsale a little hooked on drugs and making her feel like he was the only man in the world. And allegedly the 
Kate Beckinsale's team was coming up with a, um, I don't want to say a solution, a um, plan where they would do what Ariana Grande's team did and basically force her to listen to him admit that he was using her. Um, and pay him to stay away from the girl. And it, it seems very much like that's what's happening here. Um, now, you know, we, we don't know for sure that that's what's happening. Um, and it's only... I, it, it's only speculation at this point. However, him... Him blinds are usually dead-on accurate. Um, they're very far few in between. But when you get one, you can almost lay money on that, that being what happened. Um... And they, in the blind, they actually predicted that the breakup was going to happen after um, Kate Beckinsale allegedly had an issue um, with one of her family members with whom she never, ever had an issue with before. And... Um, Pete Davidson was actually to blame for this. And, um, so, you know, the the whole breakup, first of all, was quite predictable. Um, it, I also just have to say, you know, they say that she wasn't used to it or comfortable with it. Yet there were many blinds and many stories about how she was loving the attention and how... This was more attention than she'd gotten in years. And I think it would be... I think it would be wrong to discount that. Um, just because. You know, there's... There is such a thing as being publicity hungry. But there's also such a thing as realizing that someone is really bad for you. And it seems like Pete Davidson is really bad. Which is a shame because he could actually be an inspiring figure if he wanted to be. And I'm going to go and be right back. And I'm back. So, just like the Academy Awards, the new James Bond movie, which is tentatively being called... Um, Bond 25 is already weathering its fair share of drama. Um, so, just to recap a little bit of what's happened with this movie thus far. Uh, Daniel Craig, who has played Bond um, for two, maybe three movies now, said he was done with the character. 
he would rather slit his wrist than to play the character again. So a search started um, with names like Idris Elba, um, Tom Hiddleston, um, Richard Madden, all making the rounds. And um, eventually, um, the production company and the the owners of the bond copyright backed up a money truck large enough that Daniel Craig said, "Ah, what's a few cuts on my wrist?" Compared to however much he got paid. And agreed to reprise the role one last time. And after that, things seemed to be going fairly um, fairly simply. Fairly well. Until it wasn't. <laughs> so, here's what happens. Essentially, um, Rami Malek signed on to play the new villain. But, and, and here's the big but. According to page six, there's no final script. And there's no official title. So, what we're dealing with here is maybe a Bond film. Um, well, it's definitely going to be a Bond film, but maybe, you know, a good one, maybe a bad one. Um, here's what a source said. They don't have a script. There's no title. It's nearly five years since the last Bond it starts with a retired Bond living in wedded bliss, but the rest of the script is still being worked over. They rolled out the cast this week at Ian Fleming's villa in Jamaica because if they wait much longer, Daniel Craig, who is 51, will be too old, and then he really won't do the film. Um, more on that, more on Daniel Craig in a minute. We're gonna back up to the production, or the pre-production phase. Danny Boyle, who's an Oscar winner, actually had um, a story idea for um, for Bond, and everybody loved it. And they seemed intent to move forward with it, um, but something happened. Um, and I'm not trying to be vague, but the the official reasoning was creative differences. There's been nothing to dispute that or explain it. Um, so I'm really not sure what the creative differences is. Barbara Broccoli is notoriously finicky, though, about the character and making sure... 
he appears in a certain way. Um, according to Auntie Lawyer, at one point, she said that there would never be a black bond. Um, there will never be a female bond. Um, as far as I know, she hasn't said anything about gay or bi. Um, but that could just be a matter of time before she re- she says that no or it may just not have come up at this point. <clears throat> um, or those could be the creative differences that we're that they're talking about. Um, but back to Daniel Craig now. Allegedly, no one in the cast or crew wanted to work with Daniel Craig again. Uh, apparently, he's just one of those guys that you don't want to work with. He thinks he knows everything, and it's just really sour to be around. And, uh, first of all, I, I completely believe this, because anyone who says I would rather slip my wrist than make... I think his last paycheck was like $20 million dollars. Probably is horrible to work with. Um, Here's what the source said about Daniel. Everyone on the production side detests working with Daniel. He's so difficult to make things impossible. But Barbara Broccoli thinks he walks on water and only her opinion matters. So, I mean, I guess there you have it. Um, the behind the scenes of this is probably going to be much more fascinating than anything that we see on the screen. And I'm going to go and come right back. And I'm back. Today's blind item is coming to us from Blind Gossip for all the best blind items. Head on over to blindgossip.com. And so I just need to make a little disclaimer here. Um, Most of the time when they have a big juicy bit like this, they they label it an exclusive. But for some reason, this one's not labeled an exclusive, which could be a clue. Um, that people are already talking about this um, on other blogs. Or um, in one case, they actually lifted um, a blind item from someone's Instagram. Not the, it was the actual stars, but it was like the comments that led them to do this. Um, and I was able to find it with just a simple Google search. Um, so, I don't, like I said, I don't know why this isn't labeled an exclusive, but here we go. It's called Pete Shock. His strategy was always to bury the truth about himself. However, he is now shocked to find himself usurped by someone who did not. This politician may be regretting his initial strategy. He is now huddling with his team to try to figure out if he needs to take a different tack. He thought that there was absolutely no way he could run as an openly gay candidate. So he is shocked by the fact that Pete Buttigieg 
is doing so well now. Now he's missing out on all the support, so he has to rethink his strategy. So since being gay may actually be benefiting Mayor Pete, does our candidate now think that he should state that he is also gay? Not quite. He can't full he can't go full gay now or else he would be accused of being a liar. So he's thinking of announcing that he's bi. That way he could have a girlfriend, not worry so much about the oppo research about his past and start courting the pro gay support, especially in especially the Hollywood money that is going to Buttigieg. This just gets crazier and crazier. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I've been I've been really thinking about this um, for a little while. I think this is Cory Booker. Um, rumors have been very persistent about him, um, and at one point, it was almost as if he expected to be um, the front runner going into the um, presidential race because um, you know he had that moment where um, I, I don't even remember who he was talking to I just remembered um, he said something like this is this is my Spartacus moment or, or something along those lines and um I think he thought that that would rally everyone up and, you know, push him forward and push him towards the presidential nomination. Instead, he's languished really, really far back. Um, As of the last polling, um, Joe Biden, who is officially running, was at the top of the leaderboard, followed by uh, Senator Bernie Sanders and Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Um, and then the rest of the crap, I think Elizabeth Warren comes in like number four, um, um, Beto O'Rourke at number five, and the rest is like splitting hairs because I, they're splitting like less than one person of the vote. Um, so... Yeah, I Cory Booker actually makes the most sense for this. Um, I was trying to think of someone else who it could be. Um, I could kind of see Beto O'Rourke in in a weird kind of way, but I'm gonna um, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that it's definitely. Uh, not definitely, but it's probably not Beto. Um, and I can't see um, Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, who have both been in politics for longer than most of us have been alive, um, having that kind of secret. And, um, and, and actually hiding it for... For as long as they have been in politics. 
Um, and with the verbiage, we can pretty much rule out any women unless they're transgender, which is which is a possibility, but does not seem likely. Um, a political insider quipped to page six. He's probably wishing he'd stood up earlier and identified himself. And again, I I keep going back to Cory, um, Cory Booker because he really seems to be, um, at least on the Democrat side, the one with the most gay rumors. Um, and in one blind item, I I don't remember if it was on Crazy Days and Nights or Blind um Blind Gossip. Um, but there was there was a woman who said, "Oh yeah, you know we all know he's gay. We all knew his ex boyfriend." Yada yada yada. So there's that. Um, anyways, I'm going to take a small break, and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. So, we all need to send Mandy some love right now. She's going through a really hard time. So, if we could just all send her some love and and kindness and whatever else, positive thoughts. Um, I know she would greatly appreciate it. And we love you, Mandy. Even though we're about to talk about your least favorite person in the entire world. Taylor Swift. Um, and that sound you hear... Is Mandy screaming, damn it, Taylor Swift. Um, So, Taylor Swift released new music at midnight on April 26th. And I I just wanted to specify the date in case you're listening at another time. Um... And the video was chock full of exactly what you would expect from um, the pre-reputation era um, Taylor Swift. It's full of pastels, um, dancing, Taylor Swift speaking in French for some reason, and Brendan Neary. Um... They're really trying to figure out... What I'm trying to figure out, I should say... Is why... She left the more mature... Um... Better sound of... Reputation to go back to... Her... Quote-unquote, uncool... I'm just like you... Phase... Um... You know, like with Britney... Um... So the comparison I keep making is oh, to other pop divas, but mostly to Madonna because Madonna really did, for all of her faults, um, change the game. She's the one who started the whole era thing um, with her evolving looks and sound. Um... You know, and someone like Britney Spears, who I who I absolutely love and adore, she doesn't really change up her sound all that much. Um, the most she did was um, I'm trying to remember 
I think I think in the zone was before um, blackout, um, but she, with blackout she went to a more EDM sound, electronic dance music. Um, and so with that, um, you know she's pretty much kept it on up with that. We know from a Britney album, we'll get a couple of sad songs, maybe a ballad. Um, but the, may, maybe a traditional pop song. But mostly it's going to be EDM-laced hookup songs. Or bad hookup songs. I'm thinking of Blur from um, Femme Fatale. Um... But with Taylor Swift, like, she she really seemed to want to shed this good girl image and go for a darker sound. And there was nothing on, on that album to suggest that she was going to revert back and pretend like reputation never happened. Although, to be fair... In the video, um, it starts with a snake slithering up and then bursting into butterflies. And then the butterfly goes and watches as Taylor Swift and Brendan Neary fight in French. Um, and, and her cats make a cameo as their daughters. It's all very strange. All very Taylor Swift. <laughs> but, so... So anyway, so she, she sheds that image of reputation. Goes back to her, I'm, I'm not Taylor Swift worth hundred millions of dollars. I'm Taylor Swift who just got her heart broken by that boy just like you. Um... And, you know, in in the lyrics, she does seem to embrace that people call her a handful or whatever. And she just says, I'm going to be me, which is a great message. And unlike Born This Way, um, it doesn't feel like she's beating you over the head with that message. Um, At least not to me. But on the other hand, we've seen this before. And that's what, that's what the song really feels like. Um, it's a been there, done that. In Blank Space, she says her exes would call her psycho. Well, honey, if your exes are going to call you psycho, maybe you need to evaluate your life choices. Because I'm sure my exes would say some harsh things about me. Um, but I don't really care, and I'm definitely not going to pin it into a song or a poem, or a story. Um, I'm just not. (laughs) You know, I don't know what to say about that. And then, of course, you know, the, the best part of the video is there's an homage to the Dixie Chicks, who are reportedly going to make an appearance on um, the new CD, which is um, people, fans are speculating that 
the CD is going to come out um, August 30th. So, um, there's that. <laughs> and, you know, we were talking about Madonna earlier. You know she's pissed because she released her um, her first single in, God, I don't even know how long. And she probably expected it to go straight to the top. And then Taylor Swift was like, Mm-mm, hold my cat and drop this. And the me video has racked up more than 30 million views in the less than 10 hours it's been out so far. Um, which suggests that it's going to just blow everything wide open. Um, there are some people who are speculating and trying to figure out why in the world she... Why in the world she released this CD, or this single rather, on a Friday and against the Avengers? And the answer is because she's Taylor Swift. Um, And to be fair, you don't have to go to the movies. or, you, don't, you know, it's not like the song is three hours where you have to choose between going to see the Avengers and going to... Or listening to the song. Um, and for what it's worth, Taylor Swift is a brilliant businesswoman, so she probably... She probably had um, this date staked out for a while. Um... And I'm trying to remember, I, because I remember when "Look What You Made Me Do" dropped. Um, for some reason, I thought the CD came shortly thereafter, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but usually, dropping a single builds anticipation. Um, in today's climate, though, it would seem to do the opposite. But again, what do I know? Um, that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, tomorrow we have explosive soap exits and Sunday we have, um, celebrity conspiracy theories. So until next time, cheers. Cheers.